Welcome everyone to FF Plus, your outlet for weekly reviews that are simple, short, and spoiler free. I'm your host, Aaron White, and today I only have one movie to talk about because embargo dates are a funny thing. And so I'm having to split up a couple of reviews into two smaller podcasts for you this week, but we'll get to it here in just a second. Again, we like to not waste your time here on FF+. Plus. We want to give you everything you need to make a decision about whether or not you want to see a film in a bite-sized format. Also want to make a quick reminder that we are now a wonderfully proud member of the Now Playing Network, where you can listen to other great shows like Overhated from former film critic Scott Weinberg, where he and a guest give the underrated, the unfairly trashed, and the plain old forgotten movies a second shot. I can tell you myself, I am hoping to get on that show at some point. There are plenty of films that I would absolutely love to defend, but it's a, it's a great podcast, and I highly recommend you check out Overhated, as well as the other awesome shows on nowplayingnetwork.net. Well, let's get to the review, shall we? The film is Plain from Lionsgate. It stars Gerard Butler, Mike Coulter, Yosan Ahn, Tony Goldwyn, Daniela Pineda, and Kelly Gale. It is directed by Jean-Francois Richette, and it is written by Charles Cumming and J.P. Davis. The runtime is an hour and 47 minutes, and it is rated R for violence and language. What's it about? A pilot finds himself caught in a war zone after he's forced to land his commercial aircraft during a terrible storm. Well, after a couple of film projector misfires and a 15-minute delay, we finally got to see Plane tonight, and it definitely satisfied. This movie is exactly what I expected from a Gerard Butler action film these days. It's a solid dramatic survival thriller with a meaty bromance and explosive climax that includes the repeated devastating deployment of a 50 caliber sniper rifle. What more could you want? The story kicks off in the most generic way possible. It's got Butler's character, pilot Brody Torrance, which is such a Gerard Butler name, by the way, rushing through an airport. It's New Year's Eve, and he is excited to be flying home to see his collegiate daughter for the first time in quite a while, and he is promising her that he'll make it by midnight. Spoiler, he does not. But that sets the stage for the emotional stuff that I think any hostage movie needs. We want to root for people who have known family members that would miss them. It makes them relatable and their plight more painful. Along for the ride, or I guess flight, is also his younger co-pilot, played very well by Yosan An. The two make for a good team, both displaying a calm and collected maturity in the face of peril that we absolutely want to believe any pilot would have if we were ever to find ourselves in a situation like this. Did I mention yet that I haven't flown in several years, but I just so happen to be going on a trip next week. Terrible timing, I tell you. Terrible. Once the plane goes down, it's very intense the way that it happens. I loved the way that it was shot. It felt realistically terrifying, if that's a thing. I don't know that I ever want to experience it. Like I said, when I step onto my own plane next week, 
it's inevitable that I'm going to be thinking about this now. Thankfully, I'm not flying over the ocean like they were and hopefully won't be flying through a storm. But once the plane is on its way down, the movie basically becomes a survival drama. It's actually incredibly light on action up until the finale, with only a couple of scenes involving weapons prior to that time, and an unfortunate overuse, I would say, of shaky cam when it does try to be intense. The dangerous convict on the flight, his name is Louie, ends up serving as a companion for Torrance. And what develops between Butler and Mike Coulter is an obvious bond of understanding each other's importance in the circumstance without ever becoming an overly sickly sweet friendship. Their relationship relies on trust going both ways, and it results in some fun interactions. But again, it doesn't push this past the boundary of what you think might actually take place in a circumstance or a situation of this type where these two men are relying on each other's strengths, but it is only in order to fulfill their goal of staying alive and of keeping everyone else around them alive. But they have their own individual goals too that kind of emerge as the movie goes on. Butler as the pilot is shockingly and refreshingly even not the action star that he normally is. I appreciated that a lot. His strength is in leadership, which is appropriate to his role as the pilot. And Coulter is a surprisingly capable muscle man that fills a necessary gap if they are going to be able to get out of this pickle that they find themselves in when violent local separatists show up. Kind of running tangential to the main plot on the ground is a frequent return trip to this airline headquarters office space back home where executives, corporate strategists, and a crisis management person are working to secure mercenary assistance to help get the customers back safely. I don't know what else to call them, the customers. That's what they are. I really appreciated this element as well because it featured some of the best zingers in the script delivered by Tony Goldwyn as a take no shit and straight to the point decision maker. I liked that this is not a movie that felt the need to lean into, oh, the airline is corrupt. No, everyone is working in the best interest of getting the people on the ground back home and safely out of the danger that they are in. The mercenaries that end up on the ground, hopefully trying to save them, also are not shady. They're not there on their own agenda. They took money, they're a team that is used, and they are 100% committed to doing this job, and they're not there to think about themselves. So I, I liked that. There are a couple of overly sentimental moments that really try to force some emotional investment in family relationships in a way that I don't think we needed. I liked that the movie in the first two thirds tends to do that in very kind of nuanced and subtle ways. But then there's just, they, they couldn't help themselves. They had to throw in a couple of like really heavily scored background moments to make sure you understand that this is, would be a huge loss for some people if they don't make it out alive. There's hardly 
a lot of meat and bones on this story, but it does just enough to be consistently enjoyable. Just don't expect the greatest plain CGI. Seriously, it's laughable at times. Or the immersion of Top Gun. Although I couldn't help but think the whole time that I would love to see Tom Cruise and like Christopher Nolan collaborate on something like this because I bet you they'd have Tom actually crash a real jet. Honestly, a lot can be overlooked with a good ending and this movie has one the buildup works and the payoff feels like you're watching a Call of Duty mission climax. It's a gleeful time at the movies. Just enough character development and story to keep it moving along. Forgettable for sure, but great time in the moment. Plane is going to be available in theaters on January 13th, and I do recommend it. I think both this and Megan have kicked off January very strong. These two movies serve different audiences, but they really hit that sweet spot of just good, solid entertainment and fun at the movies. You'll get plenty of stuff later on that's heavy and dramatic. You'll get your blockbusters that are overly CGI'd to a point and incredibly bombastic. All that will come, but I think for January, it's hard to ask for a lot more than what we've gotten these first two weeks with Megan and now with Plane. Please, please keep pumping these Gerard Butler actioners out. I will be there for them every single time. Well, that's it for this brief episode of FF Plus. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed, by all means, please let us know. Comment on our social media accounts. You can find those in the show notes to every episode. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And as always, check out the Now Playing Network. I'll be back soon. In fact, later this week with another review and a little bit of a fun game for you as well. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling filled. Thank you.